The National Broadcasting Company presents Radio City Playhouse, Attraction 11. Hollywood, California, Monday, June 29th. Presents the finest in motion picture entertainment, Academy Awards. From Hollywood, Skippy, America's largest selling peanut butter. Cary Grant, Katherine Hepburn, and Jimmy Stewart. The Lux Radio Theater welcomes you all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drama and Theater brought to you by Dwayne Old Time Radio. Before we get to today's drama, if you enjoy what I'm doing, let me ask you to subscribe to my channel. Subscribing is 100% free, and you will receive notifications on new posts. Lastly, if you have a moment, write a short one or two sentence review or give a rating on your preferred podcast service. A positive review or rating would help me out a lot. And now, onto the show. Oh yeah, and thanks for your support. I really do appreciate it. Hope you enjoy. It's peanut butter jelly time on the drama and theater. This episode is from the Skippy Hollywood Theater. And this one, in this play, is titled Three on the Honeymoon. This is the 31st episode from that series. And it aired April 2nd, 1947. The following program was produced in Hollywood and transcribed for release at this time. If you like peanuts, you'll like Skippy. From Hollywood, Skippy, America's largest selling peanut butter, presents the finest in comedy, romance, drama, in the Skippy Hollywood Theater. With Frank Albertson in the fabulous comedy, Three on a Honeymoon. Here is our director, Les Mitchell. Welcome to the Skippy Hollywood Theater, ladies and gentlemen, and what we confidently expect will be an amusing and entertaining half hour. Occupying our star spot is a young man who has been in motion pictures some 25 years. I can remember, and I'm sure many in our audience will be able to recall him as the young leading man of many college pictures, as well as scores of more adult films as he grew from juvenile to leading man. And here he is to say hello before the curtain rises, our star, Mr. Frank Albertson. Thank you, Les. I'm glad to be here. And we're very glad to have you, Frank. We want to talk to you after the show, so let's withhold any further information until then. Good deal, Les. I'll be ready and waiting immediately after the curtain falls. And at that time, we'll have a little surprise for our audience as well. But now, here is Van Desatel with an unusual thought concerning an unusual product, Skippy Peanut Butter. I have heard travelers' tales that in certain parts of the South, peanut butter is used as a weather prophet. It seems that if the oil rises to the top, that's a sure sign that it's either going to rain, snow, or hail, or be nice weather. Personally, I have my doubts as to the validity of that, but I know this is true. When oil separates in peanut butter, it's a sure sign it will become rancid and disagreeable. Now, Skippy Peanut Butter never has a trace of oil separation. Skippy, you see, is a new, improved product with none of the disadvantages you encounter in old-style peanut butter. There's no stickiness, no dryness, no rancidity. Instead, Skippy stays fresh, sweet, and easily spread to the last spoonful at the bottom of the jar. 
So I can't honestly recommend Skippy as a weather indicator, but I can highly endorse Skippy for eating purposes. It tastes exactly like plump, selected, freshly roasted peanuts. It's a fact. If you like peanuts, you'll like Skippy. Thank you, Van Vesatel. Now, curtain going up. Places, everyone. Curtain. The curtain is up, and here is the play. The Skippy Hollywood Theater presents Act One of Three on a Honeymoon, written by Celie Glester and Mervyn Gerard, and starring Mr. Frank Albertson. Most of the fabulous deals of fabulous Hollywood begin and end in the high-pressure atmosphere of an agent's office, or so the agents will tell you. Philip Jalkett is no exception, and although most agents confine themselves to one type of talent or another, Jalkett does not. He is glad to represent anything or anyone that comes into his office, just so long as there's a chance that Philip Jalkett might make a buck one way or another. But really, Jalkett isn't such a bad guy even if he does lose his temper once in a while. Myrtle! 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 Uh, were you calling me, Mr. Jalcott? Yes, I was, Myrtle. I'm sorry. Did I disturb you? Oh, no, sir. I was just thinking. You were? Yes, Mr. Jalcott. I was thinking that... Uh, never mind. Uh, now, what I want you to but do... I was thinking that... I said yeah. never mind, Myrtle. Yeah, but I... Myrtle! I said never mind. Yes, Mr. Jalcott. Myrtle. Uh, yes, Mr. Jalcott. Where are you going? Wait, up to my desk, Mr. Jalcott. Why? Because you said never mind, and I thought... Oh, forget it, Myrtle. Just tell me if I have any more appointments this afternoon. Miss Annie Newton is coming. Oh. And her brother, Johnny Newton. Oh. Why does your kid brother have to tag along? Well, he's his sister. I mean, he's his sister. Uh, he's her brother. <laughs> uh, uh. I am quite aware of that, Myrtle. Yeah. Uh, what time? Oh, any minute. Well, show them in when they come. Annie, darling. Oh, it's been ages since I've seen you. Come here. Oh. Annie, remember what I said. What did you say? Oh, uh, Annie will tell you. What is it, dear? Something wrong? Well, no, Phil. It's just... Just what? Well, Philip, Johnny thinks you haven't got our interest at heart. I haven't? Well, how can you say that? Haven't I gotten you several auditions? Haven't I been doing everything humanly possible? Going to every studio, seeing every producer, trying to sell Johnny and Annie Newton dance specialists? Of course, I believe you, dear. Annie, remember what we talked about. He just talks like that because he likes to hear the sound of his own voice. Johnny, that's no way to talk about it. Now, you stay out of this, Newton. I'm having a conversation with the girl I'm going to marry. That's just it. You made Annie promise to marry you if she couldn't get a job in four months. And now a contract with you isn't up until the four months is over. It seems pretty obvious to me that you... You have a pretty nasty and suspicious mind, Newton. Phil, don't forget you're talking to my brother. Annie, do you believe this? Do you believe I would be so low? No, darling. Remember, Annie, I'm part of this dance team. What happens to me after you're married? Newton, this is a question of business ethics. Hmm, exactly. Well, if you don't think I'm handling you properly, you are at liberty to go elsewhere. Oh, I'd go in a minute, but Annie doesn't quite agree with me. You know we have a joint contract and that I can't leave without Annie. Well, darling, what do you say? I don't think you're being fair to Phil, Johnny. Ah, you're so in love with that guy, you can't see facts. Now, darling. Phil, Phil, I'm so sorry about Johnny. It's just... 
Your brother is impatient, honey. That's all. Oh, I understand, Phil. Now, how about dinner tonight? Of course, darling. Good. Myrtle. Goodbye, darling. Pick you up at seven. Bye-bye. Myrtle. Bye-bye, dear. Myrtle! How do you spell colossal? With two S's. What are you doing, Johnny? Oh, I've got an idea. For what? Oh, I still think that boyfriend of yours is giving us a runaround, and I'm going to prove it. What do you mean? Johnny, I don't like you to talk about Phil like that. Look, Annie, I've been reading the trade papers lately, and even in the regular papers about guys who sell stories to the motion pictures. Well, what about them? Well, just this. If some other guy can write a story in four pages and sell it for $8,000, and another guy can get 15000 for something on the back of an envelope... Oh, I... Johnny, now you know that's a lot of publicity. Oh, not all of it. Well, what about it? Well, I'm writing a story. You're writing a story? That's right. But you're not a writer. I don't have to be with this idea. What is it? I... Well, I'll, uh, I'll let you see it after it's sold. If Jalcott is really interested in selling it for us. Now, Johnny, don't start on Phil again. Oh, that guy. Finished already? Yep. It comes to a page and a half. Oh, it's terrific. Even if I say it myself. Let me see it. Not yet. Why? It's, uh... It's uh, bad luck. Come on, Chris. Let's see the big shot. Well, Annie, darling... Oh, you're here, too. Yeah, I'm here, too. I wouldn't be, but unfortunately, you're still our agent. Now, listen, you little... Bill, Johnny... Tell Bill what we came about, Johnny. Well, I've written a story. It's uh, just a page and a half. It won't tax even your brain to read it. Annie, do I have to take that from that pipsqueak brother of yours? Pipsqueak? Stop that right now, both of you. You're acting like children. Will you read it now, Jalcott? All right, let me have it. Oh, three on a honeymoon. Oh, not bad. Darn right, not bad. Johnny, let him read it. I still don't like it. I wish we didn't have to let him represent us. The story's too good for him. Now, Johnny, at least wait until he comments on it. No matter what you think of him, I'm sure he knows more about these things than we do. I doubt it. I doubt if he knows anything about anything. For the life of me, I can't understand what you see in him. Say, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, well, what? Oh, it's a sensational. I mean it. It's, it's terrific. All right, so it's terrific. Can you sell it? Can I? Can I? Why, you bet I can. Why, I'll have Magna and Acme and Worldwide fighting for this story. It's a natural. It's got everything. Well, I'm glad you... Listen, you've really got something here. It's the most terrific plot I've ever read, uh, including Shakespeare. Well, I would. Well, I would. Do you think you might get a thousand dollars for it, Phil? Oh, I think I can get more than a thousand, or a lot more. For instance? Oh, there's no telling. Why, with this property, I'm not asking a price. I'm saying bid. The highest bidder gets it. I just hope you know what you're doing. Are you starting that again? I'll stop it, John. Oh, I don't. Oh, I'm going to get right on this. Good. Call me this evening, Phil. Sure thing, darling. Myrtle. Yes, Mr. Jalka? Myrtle, put down that bromo and come in here. I want you to make three copies of this story immediately. I'm going to take them around myself today. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hello? Yeah, Kat, this is Johnny Newton. I'm calling about my story, Three on a Honeymoon. You had it three days now. What about it? That's what I want to know. What about it? Well, these things take time. All right, so they take time. How do I know you've done anything with it? Now, just a minute, Newton. I'm the one in the agency business, remember? I'll ride, run my business the way I see fit. If you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. Yeah, after another 30 days. I want some action on that story, Jailcott. Newton, you bother me, and I'm a busy man. When something happens, I'll call you. Oh, Annie, you're looking wonderful, darling. I want to talk to you, Phil. Well, sit down. What's on your mind? Johnny doesn't think you're doing anything with his story. Well, darling, I've taken it to the three big studios. I've really been plugging it. Well, right now, I'll, I'll bet the big shots at Acme Worldwide and Magna are reading it. Well, it shouldn't take them long to read a page and a half. You got the story Thursday, Phil. This is Tuesday. Well, you can't rush those guys, honey. Why, I can tell you to the minute how those guys work. All right. Tell me. Well, I, I, I brought the story to the studios Thursday afternoon. Now... Nobody in his right mind would think of reading a story the first day it's brought in. Why not? Oh, it just isn't done, darling. Well, the next day is Friday. That's the weekend. Money, Monday, it's a hangover. Tuesday, he arrives about 11, doesn't do anything till lunch. He gets back from lunch about, oh, 2 o'clock, looks over his desk, sees the stories, and picks them up and looks them over. That sounds like a lot of stuff. Three on a honeymoon is the shortest, so he starts to read. That's how it is. Assuming I believe that ridiculous story, which I don't. Today is Tuesday, and it's 25 minutes after 2. Well, uh, they must be reading them right now. I should be hearing from them any minute. Philip Jalcott, I Mr. Had... Jalcott, Magna calling. Oh, what'd you say? Magna Films on the phone. Mr. Toplitsky's office. Toplitsky himself? Calling me? Well, but put him on. Don't keep him waiting. Put him on. Just a second. Oh, another call coming in. Myrtle, never mind the other call. Put Toplitsky on. Uh, Worldwide calling online, too, Mr. Jalcutt. Mr. Witherspoon's office. W- w- Witherspoon? Well, I'll put him on. Which one? Anyone. I don't care which one. Just put someone on. Just a second. Uh-oh. What, what now? Myrtle. What's happening? Oh, I wish I knew that empty-headed secretary of mine. There are two calls coming from... Ask me calling online three, Mr. Jalcutt. Mr. Augustine has asked me. I had to get a switchboard. One call at a time isn't enough for me. Mr. Jalcutt, what can I do? Oh, put one of them on. Anyone. I don't care. And the curtain comes down on Act One of the Skippy Hollywood Theater's presentation of Three on a Honeymoon, starring Mr. Frank Albertson. But now, during our brief intermission, let us lend an ear to Van Dessertel, whose sincere enthusiasm for Skippy peanut butter stays fresh, sweet, and easily spread the last syllable at the end of the commercial. It's well known that Englishmen are extremely fond of tea. The Chinese like their rice, and any Scotsman who wasn't crazy about oatmeal would practically be a traitor to his country. Now, it's not unlikely that we Americans may go down in history as a nation of peanut lovers. Certainly it's true that when the average American sees a big, plump, fresh-roasted peanut, he gets hungry awfully quick. So it's no wonder that more Americans prefer Skippy to any other peanut butter. You see, Skippy tastes exactly like peanuts. The biggest, fanciest, freshly roasted peanuts you can imagine. All the members of your family, from junior to grandpa, can share the enjoyment of that wonderful flavor. For new, improved Skippy never picks a fight with your digestion. 
In fact, Skippy has none of the drawbacks of old-style peanut butter. Skippy stays fresh and sweet and easily spread to the last spoonful at the bottom of the jar, with never a trace of oil separation, stickiness, or dryness. Yes, chances are that you, like your fellow Americans, are very fond of peanuts. And when you eat Skippy peanut butter, you're eating plump, selected, freshly roasted peanuts in their most digestible form. With your first taste, you'll find this to be a fact. If you like peanuts, you'll like Skippy. The Skippy Hollywood Theater is presenting Mr. Frank Albertson as Jellcut in Three on a Honeymoon. Thank you, Mr. Witherspoon. Thank you. Goodbye. It's hot in here. Somebody wants to buy the story? Somebody? Listen, I just spoke to Kaplitsky at Magna, Augustine at Acme, and Witherspoon at Worldwide. They all want it. Oh, it sounds wonderful. Wonderful? How did that two-cent word creep in? Why, this thing is dynamic. It's stupendous. I- I'm speechless. They're bidding on it. Kaplitsky just quoted 17000 I'm going over to Acme right now, and from Acme I go over to Worldwide. This thing is sensational. I want to apologize. Apologize? For what for? I should get down on my knees and, and thank you and Johnny. You've got talent. We're going places. I want you to know, Phil, how sorry I am. That... Oh, listen. When three big shots start bidding against one another for something I've got, oh, I'm in seventh heaven. There's no telling how far they'll go. We might even get, well, maybe as high as 50,000. Phil. Phil, we've had a quarrel. I was wrong, and I want to make up. Huh? Oh. I... Oh. Much better. Yes, much better. And listen, darling, we're really going to go places with this story. That's nice, Phil. I'll hear from you. You sure will. Bye, darling. Myrtle. Yes, sir. Oh, what's the matter with you? Oh, I got a touch of heartbreak. Well, take some pills. They don't do any good anymore. I built up a resistance. So... Oh, oh, look, I- I'm going to act. Yes, sir. Then I'm going to Worldwide. Yes, sir. And from there, I'll probably go over to Magna, to Plitsky's office. Oh, well, now what? This heart brain is killing me. Not before five o'clock. Don't you ever think of me as a human being? Ever? Human being? What kind of a question is that? I got feelings, too. I can have heart brain as well as the next one. Seems to me I have enough for both. Well, really, Mr. Jalcott. Look, I, I have a good idea for you. What? They've got some kind of chewing gum out that relieves acid indigestion and heartburn. Chewing gum? Oh, gee, that sounds good. I'll bring you a package when I come back. Oh, thank you, Mr. Jowcott. No, that's okay. Don't forget, Mr. Jowcott. <laughs> and that's why I want the story, Jowcott. I've been using your actors when you wanted a favor. Now you got to do me a favor. Well, sure, Mr. Kaplitsky, but you've got to realize that Augustine... Augustine? And Witherspoon... Witherspoon? ...are both bidding on this story. i got to protect my client. My offer is still the highest, isn't it? I told you I didn't want to be just a... Oh, for you, Jalcott. Oh, for me? Hello? Mr. Jalcott, this is Myrtle. You uh, won't forget the chewing gum? Huh? The chewing gum that relieves indigestion. You promised to bring me a package. Well, I'll be... A... Is that what you called about? Oh, no, let's see. Yes, there was something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Witherspoon is on the wire. What does he want? Uh, just a minute. Who is that? Witherspoon. Right in my own office, and i got to put up with it. 
How much did he say? Mr. Chalcott? Yes? Mr. Witherspoon says 85000 and not a penny more. Oh, uh, 95 eh? No, 85 A hundred. Oh, Mr. Toplitsky just said a hundred. Just a minute. He won't get away with it. Whatever he says, I'll go higher. The story's terrific. Isn't Never it? mind trying to tell me I know what I want. Mr. Witherspoon says a hundred and twenty-five and not a penny more. And, and Mr. Augustine is on the phone. What'll I do? Oh, hold on. A hundred and a quarter, Mr. Toplitsky. A hundred and fifty. Hear that, Myrtle? Mr. Augustine says his absolute top is a quarter of a million dollars and not a penny more. How much? A quarter of a million. Three hundred thousand. Myrtle. Mr. Witherspoon says he hates Mr. Toplitsky. Three hundred and twenty-five and not a penny more. How How about three hundred and twenty-five, Mr. Toplitsky? Then wait a minute. Mr. Augustine says three hundred and fifty and not a penny more. Three hundred and fifty. Ask them when they're through. Myrtle. Mr. Witherspoon says 395, and if anybody says 400, he's crazy. How about Augustine? He says he's finished. Finished? Ah, how's that finished? 400,000, I did. Well, Jalcott, quick. Mr. Jalcott? What? Mr. Witherspoon says. Oh, what he said. Mr. Toplitsky, the story is yours. Good. Mr. Jalcott? What do you want? Don't forget the chewing gum. Chewing gum? My hat brain. It's killing me. Hey, hey, look at this. Just coming in on the wire. Magnus Studios purchases original story, three on a honeymoon for four... For $400,000 in largest transaction of its kind. Story runs a page and a half complete. Holy smoke! Hey, Joe, give us a half pound! Annie, Annie, listen to this. In Variety, the sensational story of the sensational sale of Three on a Honeymoon for $400,000 continues to be the leading bit of gossip in Hollywood. Johnny. Listen, Annie. Five feminine leads are vying for honors in the forthcoming high-budget picture. Johnny. What's the matter, sis? You aren't excited or anything. You know, Johnny, I haven't even read this story. Well, I... Oh, like I said, it's it's bad luck. Don't you think I ought to read it? Uh, Let's go out to lunch, Annie. You'll read it later. Johnny, there isn't something about it you don't want me to know, is there? No, of course not. Then please let me read it. Oh, well, all right. It's it's in my pocket. I... (laughs) That's funny. I, I can't seem to find it. Look in the inside pocket, Johnny. Uh-huh. Inside pocket? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, listen, sis. You know the movies that change everything around. Just a second, Johnny. $400,000. Just think of it, Annie. We can stay here in Hollywood as long as we like or, or travel around the world. We can do anything, Annie. Anything at all. Why, we could... Oh, no. Now, all I have to do is sign the contracts this afternoon and then everything... Oh, will... Johnny. Well... What's the matter, sis? Johnny, you couldn't. You just couldn't. Oh, now, sis. Johnny, you promised you'd never breathe a word of this. But, Annie, I'm You only... promised. Oh, Johnny, I told you this only because he was your grandfather, too. And I thought you should know. You can't sell this. For $400,000. No, Johnny. It's a family secret. We can't let the whole world know about it. Well, it wouldn't be fair to his memory. But, Annie, $400,000. Call him up, Johnny. Call Phil right now and... No. Anyone who knew Grandpa would know it's his story immediately, and they... No, I won't do it, Annie. I won't take the story back. All right, then. I'll go see Phil myself. Right now. Well, 
Sit down, sit down. Where's Johnny? Phil, I've got something to tell you. Well, sure, anything. The whole world at your feet. You can't tell the story. This afternoon at 2 o'clock, 400,000... Phil, I said you can't tell the story. What? Annie, you're joking, of course. I was never more serious in my life. It happens to be a true story, and if it ever got on the screen... Well, do you realize that I stand to make $40,000 as my commission from this sale? Nothing could possibly be important enough to kill a $400,000 sale. I should think there's one thing important enough. Annie, darling, uh, listen to me for a moment. Oh, I understand how you feel, Phil, and I know it's a great disappointment. A great disappointment? Do you realize what you're asking me to do? Yes, I think so. Well, I won't do it. Well, the story is Johnny's now, and since he hasn't asked me to withdraw it from the market... I owe it to him as a client to... Don't you owe me anything? Well, sure, Annie, but It's I... very important to me, Phil. So important that I've got to ask you to make your decision now. Oh, you can't ask me to do this, Annie. <laughs> Darling, listen to me. Please listen to well, me. First, you listen to me, Phil. I can't stop you. I know that. But I want you to understand that if you sell the story, it will be the end of everything between us. Annie, 400,000. It's your decision. Me or the money? Annie, darling, sweetheart, how can you do this to me? How can you sit there? I'm waiting for your decision, Phil. But... All right, Annie. You win. You win. Phil, darling, I'll never forget this. Neither will I. Oh, darling, you're wonderful. Someday maybe you'll know how much this means to me. I know how much it means to me right now. Myrtle. Yes, Mr. Jocka? That chewing gum I brought you yesterday? Give me some. I'm getting a heartburn. Oh, oh, all right, Mr. Jaffa. No, 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 wait a minute. You better get Mr. Toplitsky at Magna on the phone first. Yes, Mr. Jaffa. I understand how you feel, Phil. You understand how I feel? I don't even know how I feel myself. I, I'm numb. I feel... Mr. Toplitsky is on line one, Mr. Jaffa. Hello, Mr. Toplitsky? Yeah, Jaffa, you coming right up? No. What do you mean, no? The story isn't for sale anymore. What's that? It's withdrawn from the market. Oh, I hear you correct. Yes. Speak up, speak up. You're sick or something? I haven't got enough strength. The author doesn't want to sell the story. Question of money, I'll give you 405000 No, you no. You can't do this to me. You know what's happening all over the country? Everybody's talking about three and a honeymoon. I'll sue. Your name will be mad around here, Joker. You'll never tell another story, another actor. Oh, how could this happen to well, me? Well, tomorrow I'll have you banded around the studios. It's a little good to Welsh. Oh, stop, stop. I can't stand What's the matter with the writer's got a hold in his head? Why don't you want to tell a story? Something personal, something private. They don't want the whole country to know about story, it. Story, what are you talking about? Is that what's worrying them? Sure, that's why they're not selling it. So what? Who wants the story? All I want is the title. You, uh, oh no. <laughs> that's all. Sure, just the title. That's what I'm paying for. That's what's got the whole country excited. We're going to change the story anyway. Oh, no. No. He fainted. Oh, darling, what's wrong? Darling, speak to me. Mr. Topetsky said he didn't care about the story. Said he's going to change it anyhow. All he wants is a title. And, and then Mr. Jalcott faint. Just the title? That's what he said. Oh, then everything is fine. Everything is wonderful. He can sell the title and we can keep the story secret. Oh, Phil, I'm so happy. Phil, darling, wake up. Mr. Jalcott. Mr. Jalcott, wake up. I have some chewing gum for you. The kind that helps in digestion and heartburn. Mr. Jocker. Have a chew, Mr. Jocker. And 
the curtain falls on the second act of the Skippy Hollywood Theater's presentation of Three on a Honeymoon, starring Mr. Frank Albertson, who will return in just a moment. When you first try Skippy peanut butter, chances are you'll like it so much, you'll want to tell your friends and neighbors about it. Rest assured, we'll have no objections to your doing so. You see, Skippy is a new, improved peanut butter without a trace of floating oil. It stays fresh and sweet and easily spread to the last spoonful at the bottom of the jar. Creamy-style Skippy, blue label, and chunk-style red label are both triple-milled to a buttery smoothness. The only difference is that chunk-style has crunchy little nuggets of peanuts added. Try Skippy soon, won't you, and pass along the good news. Now, here again is our director, Les Mitchell. And here's our star, Mr. Frank Albertson. Thanks again, Frank. That was a most interesting part and a very well-played one. Well, thank you very much, Les. And now, can we tell the audience our surprise? <laughs> You're pretty keen about this, aren't you? Well, why shouldn't I be? After all, she's... Uh, 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 you said that I could tell now. Well, all right, go ahead, because if you don't, I will. <laughs> all right. Our surprise, ladies and gentlemen, is contained in the person of the very attractive young lady who played opposite Frank in our show. Her professional name is Miss Grace Gilleran, but in real life, she's actually Mrs. Frank Albertson. Incidentally, Frank, I don't blame you for being proud of her. Well, I'm proud of Frank, too, Les. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you both, so that makes it a mutual admiration society. I also understand both of you are quite proud of your four youngsters. We certainly are, Les. Well, uh, tell me, what are their respective ages? Frank Jr. is 12 and Anthony is 6. And Gretchen is 4 and Juliet is 1. Well, I think it's wonderful that both of you can have your careers and your family and be so very happy about it all. Sort of makes it look as if Hollywood was not quite as bad as it's painted. You can say that again, Les. I've lived here for a good many years, and I love it. I know that you do. Well, kids, I'm sorry we have to break this up, but first let me say I'm very happy to have had you, Frank, on the show, and I'm greatly pleased to be the one to welcome Grace back to her profession once again. Thank you very much, Les. It's wonderful to have a family, but it's also wonderful to be working. I've enjoyed every minute of it, Les, and we'll see you again soon. Now we'll just say goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. and Mrs. Frank Albertson. Mr. Frank Albertson was supported by an all-star cast. Grace Gilleran as Annie, June Foray as Myrtle, Peter Leeds as Johnny, Joe Forte as Toplitsky. Three on a Honeymoon was written by Celie Lester and Merwin Gerard, produced and directed by Les Mitchell, who is here also as your host. Thank you for being our guests, and we hope you'll be with us again next week. Musical score was composed and conducted by Del Castillo. Mr. Frank Albertson can soon be seen in the MTM motion picture, The Hucksters. Be sure to listen each week and hear such stars as Barbara Luddy, Bill Goodwin, Kathy and Elliot Lewis, Ellen Mack, Dan Duryea, and many other great actors and stories selected especially for them. Dan Bessatel speaking. For the Skippy Hollywood Theater, this program was produced in Hollywood and transcribed for release at this time.